Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners and watchers. Welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. Our guest today is Sol Luckman, and I'm so excited to have him on the show. Can we reprogram our DNA and do parallel universes exist? Sol Luckman is a longtime researcher of spirituality and is devoted to exposing the truth about human history and potential. Sol has developed a unique form of sound healing, the Regenerates Method, and examines the role played by DNA and consciousness in healing. Sol is the author of six books. His latest is called Potentiate Your DNA. This is his story and this is his passion. Sol Luckman, so excited to have you on the show today. Can't wait to find out more. Welcome to Passion Harvest. Well, I'm excited and honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Gosh, you've done some incredible things and and written some great books. I've read a couple of them. I'd like to start with what is something you've developed? What is electromagnetic repatterning? Oh, that's a good question. That's that is a, a some something of a misnomer because it, it really has to do with hyperdimensional energy fields as opposed to electro electromagnetism at its at its base. But that is a that is a descriptive phrase that applies to potentiation, which is the first DNA activation that I developed as part of the regenetics method. And this is what actually helped me overcome, uh, let's just say a, a jab-induced illness when I was in my, in my 20s. I got very, very ill from travel jabs and mm-hmm. um, spent a long time trying to recover. And it was a, it was a, very, uh, a very challenging period of my life that was uh, nearly a decade long. And I was able to overcome you know, this situation, this mysterious autoimmune illness through an energetic intervention that I call potentiation, which is a form of sound healing. Yes, because during the introduction, I spoke about that you developed this regeneratics method. So this is all incorporated with the sound healing and reactivating or realigning your DNA in some way. Sure, sure. I think as a way of stimulating a a self-healing potential that is in the DNA it can kind of reset itself and it can reset the, the energy field, the energy blueprint that it interacts with. Without getting too scientific, um, can you explain it a little bit more if possible? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, let me just back up and yeah. I'll, I'll put this in more of a narrative form. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I was really ill, I discovered a couple of energetic modalities that helped me. And this was, 
I was just a very, I was a normie in most ways. I was, I was in the mainstream. I, I wasn't thinking about energy or metaphysics or, or DNA as anything, but some kind of biochemical uh, molecule. Mm -hmm. I got sick. I started looking for answers. I began reading about other, other, uh, you know, ways of looking at reality as an energetic construct, as a, as a hologram, these types of, uh, these types of notions began to filter into my consciousness. And I, I encountered Qigong first, which was this uh, amazing thing that really helped get me back on my feet. Uh, energetically speaking, I, I went from having a lot of sort of chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia like symptoms to being functional again. It didn't, cure me but it helped and it was just energy it was just pooling your chi essentially and so that was a, a very big revelation to me and then i encountered something called allergy elimination technique which was another almost purely energetic modality for helping you deal with allergies and i had all kinds of food allergies and environmental sensitivities i was sens sensitive to uh, computer radiation, uh, Wi-Fi, all of that would really throw me for a, for a loop. So I was very impressed with my experiences with this allergy elimination technique. And I, I pestered my, my practitioner to train me in her methodology. And I, I ended up working with her for a while. And uh, that gave me the opportunity to test out a lot of ideas on clients because we were doing kinesiology or applied kinesiology muscle testing. And I began to you know, formulate different ideas about how one could incorporate sound to interact with DNA. I realized that, that the vowels, the five vowels in English actually line up with the five nucleotide bases of DNA and RNA. Wow. And I, I had this idea that you could sort of use the vowels to talk to the DNA, to ask it to do things in relation to its energetic blueprint. And, and uh, ultimately, to make a long story short, Lee, my, my partner and I, she and I went down to Brazil. Uh, I left at a time when I didn't know if I was coming back. I said goodbye to my family and friends, uh, thinking that, you know, maybe I would never see them again because I was very ill. And we went on this kind of shamanic journey and had a series of very intense uh, spiritual and metaphysical experiences that culminated in actually seeing these mysterious lights coming at us across the ocean that came into our bodies. And when we slept, went to sleep that night, we both dreamed of these vowels, of these sequences of vowels. And when we woke up and, and compared notes, we, we, we were given to understand that we were supposed to sing one line of vowels while thinking the other line. So you might sing something along the lines of, uh, Meanwhile, you would be thinking another set of vowels underneath. And that's the combination of sound and light that stimulates the self-healing potential in the DNA. So as soon as we did that, this, this activation on ourselves, I started getting well. And Lee went through a number of changes too, where her, her asthma went away, her scoliosis straightened somewhat. We, I mean, it was really kind of visible and remarkable what was going on. I began getting my foods back and and we both were releasing a lot of toxicity from our bodies. Something had just like a dam had been released and everything was flowing out. Everything, everything that I guess had been making us 
unwell in various ways. And there was also a consciousness component to it where my entire mindset shifted, my, my emotional reality shifted. I became a lot more stable emotionally. I, I began to think, think more clearly and with less you know, mentation, with less obsession in, in my thinking process. This had always been part of my, my processor. And I noticed that began to change. And new, I would say, spiritual realities began to open up too, where I, I began to see larger spiritual vistas for, for myself and for humanity. And that, and all of those things have uh, really kind of continued to unfold over the years since then. And at this point in time, I'm still, I'm still opening my mind to expanding possibilities. I'm getting stronger physically as time goes by, even though I'm in my mid-50s. It's... Um, it's still happening in a way. The process is ongoing, but the actual time frame for potentiation when you do the session is a nine-month time frame. It's nine. It it unfolds over a nine-month period, and we like to call that a, a gestation cycle. It's almost like a rebirth cycle. How incredible! And 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 these the offerings that you offer. Yes, that's the first activation in the Regenetics Method, and you can experience that in different ways. There's a, the first Sunday of every month, we do a, a free ceremony. It's, a, it's called a Worldwide Potentiation Ceremony, so you can participate from wherever you are. That's one way of doing it. You can work with us or other certified facilitators to do your session on an individual basis or on a, a, group, a couple or a family basis, and you can also get a hold of a copy of Potentiate Your DNA, which is the second book on Regenetics, and a, a, a tuning fork for 528 hertz. It's the me note and the solfeggio scale. And you can learn to do the activation for yourself and your family and your friends and pets and businesses and gardens. It's really remarkable what, what it can do for all of these things. Sounds fantastic. I just wanted to ask you about the vowels, just to clarify. We're talking about A-E-I-O-U. Correct. And when you sing the vowels, you said there was another layer to it. You're visualizing something different with the vowels. Correct. You're, you're actually visualizing another line of vowels. So you might be singing, let's say, ah. And then you're looking at and visualizing and actually learning to hear inside your mind, perhaps that, that same vowel, but it could be another vowel. It could be uh, E or mm -hmm. O or O that you're singing or hearing in your mind. So, so your mind is the light and your voice is producing the sound. So you're combining sound and light. Fantastic. So it's in, it's interesting because there's so, so many techniques. Sometimes people sing and they visualize healing or visualize all different things, but you're actually visualizing the, the, the vowel. Yeah, you're not you're not thinking about healing at all. You're mm -hmm. just you're just experiencing that that energy. In fact, you're, we we uh, we teach people to do this work with the maximum amount of non-attachment to any outcomes. And what do you think the light was that came to you and your partner? Yeah, we've, you know, it's funny. I did. I'm a, sure you've a, thought about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, a few times, <laughs> you know, I've, I've always said that it was, I thought it was like our higher selves. It was some future, some future reality coming back to help us get there. It's interesting. I did an interview 
in late in 2019 with Greg Carlwood on the, the higher side chats and he called me a contactee. <laughs> so, you know, he, he has, maybe he, he has his lens, you know, so for, for him, I had a, I had an ET experience. I had a, I had a, some kind of contact. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but uh, it doesn't really matter. Whatever, whatever it was gave us this, amazing download that has helped thousands and thousands of people all over the place. And especially right now, it's really important because my contention, and, and I write about this in, in my books, is that what causes a lot of illness is actually the jabs. And, and I don't even mean the current generation of jabs. I mean, going back years and years and years. And I, I also contend that these jabs have been altering our genetics for a really long time not quite in the same way as the current generation of jabs, but they, they were always uh, doing that or they were doing that for a very, very long time. And that's what ultimately made me ill. So when I was able to cure myself and go above and beyond where I had been in many ways, that means logically that I was able to heal that genetic damage. And I've extrapolated that to the current situation where I would never uh, suggest or recommend that anyone go out and, and take an experimental medicine of any kind. And that's what, really what we're talking about right now. But there are situations where that's, that's uh, happening anyway, and people are being forced or coerced into doing that. And so I have suggested that this work, that Regenetics could help people at the very least detox from it and develop a greater fortitude to withstand some of the negative effects. And beyond that, it, it's possible at least that it could help undo some of the genetic fallout from these uh, interventions. So uh, you can read that perspective over, I have a blog at snooze to the number two, snooze to awaken.com. And there's a, if you, if you type in immunize in quotes, you'll pull up an article on this subject in the search bar, just immunize in quotes. And there's an article that directly speaks to this concept. Yeah, it's a, it's a very hot topic at the moment. It really is. Um, I'm interested. You also talk about the Sofregio scale in relation to healing DNA. Do you mind just speaking a little bit about those scales? Yeah, that's the Sofregio. So I'm sorry, yeah. I pronounced it wrong. <laughs> and that was, uh, that's, um, you know, there's been a lot of controversy over what it is, what it isn't. It, it really came into, into focus in a, in a book. I believe it was in the, in the mid, mid nineties. It could have been a little later than that. Uh, could have been late nineties. Uh, it was a book by Dr. Leonard Horowitz called Healing Codes for the Biological Apocalypse. And he was really writing about what's going on right now. Uh, and it was a very prophetic book in many ways. And he was saying that these ancient notes that had just been rediscovered by another doctor, this ancient scale, which is not the same scale that we currently use in Western medicine and Western music, mm -hmm. but that these, these ancient Sofagio notes that have been hidden away by the church actually, in favor of a musical scale that was harmful to human biology and to human relationships and thought. 
you could use this ancient scale instead of the modern scale to actually achieve a lot of healing and, and a lot of resistance to things like what we're experiencing right now with this, uh, what I call operation warped speed. So uh, the solfeggio scale is definitely worth looking at. We, we use those six notes in regenetics. Mm -hmm. Potentiation actually only uses one note from that scale. But as you move through the different activations, you add notes until you're using the entire six note scale. It, it's just, it's just fascinating. I mean, everything in essence is in energy and sound. It's, it's just fascinating how you break it down. You speak uh, in potentiate your DNA or repatterning about DNA and the connection between space time and time space. What does that mean? Yeah, you're asking some hard questions. Today. Oh. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, that, that, what that is, is just an, a very complicated question in many ways because it's a complicated mm -hmm. uh, subject. Let's see, backing up on that one. I wrote, a, I wrote a novel about this. And for some people, it might be instructive uh, and perhaps entertaining to read that novel. It's called Snooze, a Story of Awakening. Mm -hmm. It's available for free online. And I'm, I'm even, I'm serializing it right now on my blog over at Snooze to Awaken. And I'm also doing the audio version of that with the serialization. So you can listen to it if you prefer. And I'm about halfway through the, the book, which deals with these parallel, in, well, they're, they're parallel, but they're also interpenetrating universes. Uh, one is called space-time. That's where we live. That's the waking state. And then there's time-space, which is where we journey to in our dreams. Okay. The story is about this young boy named Max who learns to navigate between those realities. And he travels into the dream world in search of his father who has become lost there for, for, for reasons that, that are revealed in, in the book. Mm -hmm. In practical terms, the, the, uh, the, term, the terms time, space, and space time were popularized by an engineer named Dewey Larson. And he wrote a series of books in the 1950s about what he called the reciprocal system of physical theory. And that's a, that's a mouthful. And I just shorten it to reciprocal theory. Mm -hmm. And in reciprocal theory, you have space-time interacting with time-space. And they actually create a loop that is, a, that is, in essence, the unified field that we've heard scientists talk about for so long. So he created a theory that explains what energy is and how it react, how it interacts with so-called matter. So my theory was working off of Larson's work and plugging in some concepts having to do with uh, what I call torsion physics is that, that we, we live in this physical reality that has an energetic basis. So, space-time actually grows out of time-space. And over in time-space, it's energy. So all of the blueprints for our reality here are over in time-space. In practical terms, that means that if you want to change our reality here, you have to go over into time-space and change the blueprints. So there's a blueprint for our biology and for our energy body. I called it the bioenergy blueprint. Mm -hmm. So what happens with regenetics, this is my, my, my theory, 
is that when you stimulate the DNA, the DNA basically communicates with the bioenergy blueprint, which has various distortions and problems in it. And that's what's causing illness and disease. The DNA can actually instruct the bioenergy blueprint to repattern itself, thus electromagnetic repatterning. And when that happens, that new blueprint flows back through DNA into our reality, our physical reality here and makes changes. Look, I completely get it. I absolutely believe everything's created first and foremost in the non-physical realms or the realms of thought or time space. There's many names for it. Um, it's, I mean, it's fascinating. I'm, I, I, it's just like each sentence is opening a can, can of worms. This could be like a, a year-long conversation. I'm trying to condense it. You speak about um, in the sleep time or in time space, but you've also spoken about parallel universes. And I know this is a whole other tangent, but I'm just trying to cover as much as we can with your wealth of information in the time frame. Do you mind speaking about parallel universes or your thoughts on it? Well, the first thing I would say is that time, space, and space-time are, are, in essence, parallel universes mm -hmm. or parallel realities, right? Um, but I also think that we live in a, in a multi-dimensional structure where there are higher realities than where we currently are. The law of one calls them densities. They're sort of like dimensions. There, there are differences. I don't want to get into the minutia mm -hmm. of why that's the case. But what I'm trying to say is that we live in, let's say, 3D, the third density, and we have a space-time and a time-space version of, of 3D. But there's a 4D also, and 4D has a space-time and a time-space. 5D has a space-time and a time-space. They're all structured in this way. So all of the different densities are made up of parallel realities because they're, they're, they're based on unified fields. And is each individual, whether they're consciously aware of it or not, they're in some point in one of those dimensions have, have, has a piece of them or an element of them in each one of those dimensions? I believe so. And it's, it's why I initially... Uh, not initially, but I, I well, it's, it's one of the reasons why over the years I've maintained that what came to Lee and myself over across the water was, was our higher selves. In the law of one, in the sixth density, you have a very special higher self that is basically your guide. Right. And it's constantly reaching out to you and, and, and speaking to you it speaks in 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 uh, serendipities and the language of symbols and quote-unquote coincidences and and strange bits of information uh, that, that come into our consciousness uh, uh triple digits uh, quadruple digits on clocks uh this is this is the type of language that this higher self tends to use with us as we are guided through what the um the speaker in the law of one describes as a, a dark uh, a dark world that we're trying to navigate with candle a candlelight you know where there's so, so much that we don't know here of course so this this higher self potentially us on a higher dimension is offering us guidance if we 
choose to acknowledge. Yeah, you can think of it as your future self reaching back to its past self to help it become itself. It's very, it's very mind bending. It is. People often say that, you know, there's triple digits or the double digits. What does it mean when you, I mean, perhaps it means something different for everyone. Does it mean you're on the right path? Does it mean you're listening? What, 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 what do you think it means? The shamanic term for that kind of thing is an agreement. So an when alignment. you have, and well, and, uh, I think it was, oh, I forget who actually used that term in, in a book, but uh, in a series of books, um, the it was the four the four agreements that was uh, oh what, who's the writer of the four agreements and I and so when you have a have a, a serendipity, it's a type of agreement that says pay attention to what's in your mind and heart right now and what's happening in your world. It doesn't necessarily mean do something don't do something it means bring your attention to what's happening because it's important for some reason right so that's how i work with triple digits or certain types of animals that might show up you know if you're having a a, a specific thought or a feeling and you see a, an animal the animal actually has certain characteristics and it's a form. I would say that it's a way that your higher self might be talking to you. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I mean, just, are there any other tools and tips? Cause I know I'm going to get this question, how to connect with your possible future self or higher self or guides that you can offer the audience. Hmm. <clears throat> the language of, of dreams is a, is a big part of that, you know, um, one way of looking at dreams and multiple people have said this, but one way is that uh, of interpreting, uh, you know, our dream experiences is that we are all of the characters in our dreams. So we're, we're really talking to ourselves in, in those dreams. So it's very important not to necessarily interpret them literally, but symbolically, and that can be very helpful, although that, that's a challenging art form in and of itself to learn how to kind of parse what's going on in the dream world. Using, using agreements and serendipities and actually focusing in on, on the breadcrumb trail that we're all, often given by the higher self in that way is very, very helpful. And then I would say that uh, the uh, one of the fascinating aspects of potentiation and regenetics is that you're raising your energy fields. I call them attractor fields. It helps with things like fortitude and resistance and quote unquote immunity, all of that, but it also helps attract to you the future that you're, you're meant for in a sense. So it's very important to work energetically to raise your frequency to meet your destiny. And that's not only people often say it's by thoughts, but it's not thoughts alone. You working on the whole body, the physical. Yeah, I body. would say that I, I would say that thoughts are the least of it. Uh, we we went from well, it's it's very helpful to think about Dr. Larry Dossey's model of the three eras of medicine, and I, I write about this in Potentiate Your DNA, and I extrapolate it to the three eras of genetics. He had this wonderful model 
where arrow one is the physical medicine. The body is a machine. We can, we're going to do surgery. We're going to burn it. We're going to cut it. We're going to just treat it like a machine and make it do what we want. And that's arrow one. And that's a materialistic science, a materialistic mindset. And it's a materialistic view of DNA as just this biochemical assembly code. Era two in Dossi's model is epigenetics, mind-body medicine, the power of positive thinking. And I added to that, you know, it's the power of light. I think I added that it was epigenetics too, but he was really saying that this is the mind-body era. Mm -hmm. And so psychology and psychiatry, for example, are era two techniques. And those are wonderful techniques and very powerful, but a lot of people have gotten frustrated because they've tried to think positive thoughts and nothing has happened nothing has changed we saw this a lot with the secret when it came out and yes. the law of attraction is that there was something missing in this model and i think what's missing is that it ignores era three which is non-local which is not mind body it's really mind body spirit and it acknowledges the primacy of consciousness in creating our reality. It's also the metagenetic realm or the regenetics realm, which deals, deals with our energy or energetic blueprints. And it's what I also say is the era of the power of positive feeling. I've written that light is about information, but sound is about transformation. Light is thought, sound is feeling. This is why we respond to music the way that we do. Mm -hmm. And in order to energize the thoughts that we're having about the reality we want to create, we need to go beyond the mind, the, beyond our thought process and feel and energize those thoughts with our bodies. So you can talk about energy on the one hand, but if, unless you're grounding it in the body, and at the very most, the most basic level of the body, which is the DNA code itself, then there's a disconnect. And it's very difficult to move forward with your, your plans for healing and transformation. Yes, it reminds me of that saying, uh, thoughts are energetic, feelings are magnetic. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I'd like to move on to your very interesting uh you call it a fictional novel, Carly, the destroyer, where we where you talk about we're possibly living in an Orwellian future. Or are we living in the Orwellian times now? Mm. I'm are gonna leave indeed? that open for you to discuss that and your your fictional novel, but potentially, possibly we could be facts. You know, the first thing I'd like to point out is that this, 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 this new novel that came out several months ago, it's called Callie the Destroyer. It's, um, it's uh, a follow-up to Snooze, uh, Story of Awakening. And, and it's, um, so it's still getting off the ground. It's won a couple book awards already. That's really nice. Congratulations. <clears throat> so so there's, there's, some, there's something there that people, some people have, have enjoyed. The, uh, the, the novel itself actually is a uh, involves a fictionalization of potentiation in the regenetics method it's called the language of the birds in in the um, in cali the destroyer so it's almost like a a primer for doing regenetics it teaches you the basic concepts without teaching you the actual codes that are used in regenetics 
So that's one, one uh, interesting piece of information. It's also a novel about the, the so-called pandemic. I have a, um, I have a blog, a blog post on over on Snooze to Awaken. It, uh, it's called "Fictionalizing the Future," and it's the it's uh, the the uh, rest of the title is a dystopian novel begun before COVID. Features themes involving a viral pandemic, vaccine, bioweapons, and microchips, depopulation, race wars, and more. So uh, it's 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 a, a lot to uh, kind of take on <clears throat> what what the the scenario is basically that you, the reality that is depicted in cali is a futuristic reality that has so you know if you take a little bit of handmaid's tale and mix it with hunger games and throw in some man in the high castle and some other other pieces of uh of fiction you know you get this really strange uh dystopian world that people are living in 200 years or so from now it's essentially what will happen if we don't you know, heal and transform our world in, in real time today. So I don't think we're there quite yet, but we're on the cusp of that if we don't intervene. And it's really up to us to intervene because nobody's coming to save us, in my opinion. Yeah. We individually and collectively have to stop this tyranny that's going on. Amazing the, times the, we're living in. It really is. Oh my goodness gracious! It's really, really wild. It was. It was very odd because the Cali came through in a in a download one night when I was unable to go to sleep, and this was before COVID happened. It was before it, you know news of it broke, and and I was given this very elaborate plot that I I had to do very little with to to you know work into a novel. And I was writing it as COVID was happening. So it was, a, it was this incredibly surreal experience. The novel is about uh, the goddess. The idea, it's about the idea that the planet is an actual, an actual sentient being, that the planet is actually our mother. We're really talking about mother earth here. Mm -hmm. It's the Gnostic goddess, Sophia. So if you, if you uh, explore Gnosticism, specifically a book that was just uh, the second, uh, I think the uh, anniversary edition was just re released. It's called Not in His Image by John Lash. And that's, that's, that'll give you the Gnostic background to what he calls the fallen goddess scenario. And my book is a fictionalization of many of the, the elements in the fallen goddess scenario. So it's a way of looking at kind of deep ecology uh, and spirituality from a, a, a lens uh, that, well, from a Gnostic lens, even though it's, it's a futuristic story, it's a, really, it's a, it is a story about one, one uh, girl's journey to connect with the goddess and that's Kali and that's the main character. And she's um, a very uh, fiery, interesting, um, very interesting character and she has a consort named Juice or a, a friend named Juice and they uh, he she's white he's black and they live in a reality where the races have been segregated once again and there is a lot of um, a lot of oppression 
and and a lot of really really uh, uncomfortable stuff going on that's being heralded by some of the movements we're seeing today. So it's again, it's one of these extremely topical things that was uh, that, that showed up in my download and it just blew up as I was writing and I'm writing the story when all of these quote unquote, uh, peaceful protests are happening. There's very interesting parallels. What a, what a, what a world again that we're living in. I've asked all the questions. Is there something you'd like to share in particular with the passion harvest audience? So. Well, let me, let me finish on the Cali note because the, the, there is a, a very important piece of information, which is the, the epigraph to, uh, to the novel. It's, um, it's from a Gnostic text called On the, Origins of, On the Origin of the World. And it's a moment in these ancient texts that were discovered in a cave in, in Egypt in, in, uh, in the 1940s, I believe. It is the moment uh, from these, these fragmentary texts where Sophia is speaking to the Lord Archon. And the Lord Archon is the, the also known as the Demiurge. And uh, disturbingly, he, he, is, he, is, uh, he is thought by many to be, including John Lash, the, the God of the Old Testament, which is very, very strange, this vengeful God. Hmm. And he's depicted as this blind, reptilian, arrogant being who thinks that he has created everything around him when in fact he 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 has done nothing of the of the kind the archons themselves are these extraterrestrial beings that have that have been created inadvertently by the goddess when she tumbled out of galactic center with the human genetic blueprint <laughs> so that's kind of how we got here right. living on the body of the mother essentially in in gnosticism it's it's all very intense this is what um she tells him when he is gloating over his his creation and his eventual subjugation of humanity and all of that she says you are mistaken blind one there is an immortal child of light who came into this realm before you and who will appear among your duplicate forms in your simulated world and in the consummation of all your works their entire deficiency of truth will be revealed and dissolved by this luminous child. So I offer that we are, we are at the moment of the consummation of the works of the archons. They are humanity's enemy. They are what we would describe as evil. And we are also at the moment in time when we are witnessing the birth of the luminous child in humanity that will reveal and dissolve all of those works. I don't know what to say. <laughs> what a powerful message to end on. So Luckman, thank you for being on Passion Harvest. I, oh. You're certainly passionate about um, humanity, that's for sure. And you're, you are doing incredible work. Well, you are too. I love your show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye, Sol. Take care. Bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate. <laughs>